0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, This is podcast number 286, and I think I'm gonna call it when you don't have the energy to declutter or something like that. Okay. So, um, I'm talking about making yourself declutter or wanting to declutter and yet just feeling that complete lack of energy to do so. So you guys, this is coming out on March 4th. Let's all have a moment where we think about the fact that this is a year since the world changed for those of us here in the U S um, it changed earlier than that for a lot of other people in other countries. So it, it, it's just the, the year thing is significant. And so I think it's important to talk about that feeling of when you feel like I just don't have the energy what kind of energy is it that we're talking about when we talk about not having the energy to declutter? I believe from my personal experience, from hearing from so many of you guys, from seeing the response when I talk about these things, that a lot of that energy that we're talking about, the the not feeling the energy to deal with things, is emotional energy even more than physical energy. Sometimes it can just feel like I don't have the energy to do that. And and yes, it it can be a physical feeling. But I think when it comes down to it, it's that emotional decision making energy. And that is what makes us look at a pile and think, I can't, I, I just can't do that. And so, the reason I'm talking about it now is we are at a year mark. So I have a, a post where I talked about, um, I mean, long time ago where I talked about like the one year test which different people will talk about it. Um and, and I don't necessarily use this as my number one decluttering strategy have. I use the year. You guys know that's not um it's not one of my questions that I ask. Instead, I ask, you know, these other questions, but it is a valid which, you know, my last podcast I went through the five step decluttering process. So, those are all there. I talked through the whole process. That was 285, I think. Anyway, but my point is the one year thing is significant. Okay. And what I wrote about when I talked about the one year test, you know, kind of thinking through, did I use this is when I, um, lived overseas, I lived in Thailand for two years. And when we got there, we were trained in, you know, we we had our normal teacher training, but we also were given training in culture shock, you know, just because it is a real thing. Like it is an actual process that you go through when you are put into a, a new culture, you know? And one of the things that um where everything is different. I think I think that's the point is like, okay, you know, this is what I I was used to functioning in. And now I'm in a situation where things are just different. And you go through this this process. And one of the things they talked about was like you cannot fully start to adjust until you've been through a full year. And the reason for that is they're like the over the course of a year, you go through different things, you go through holidays, you go through a birthday, you go through, you know, different seasons and what you're going to need for the different seasons, whatever. But then once you hit that one year mark, it starts to kind of repeat and so at that point you know what to expect and so i think there is a lot of significance in this year and so i i do want to talk about it because you know last year i can we're in march now and i can remember saying in my podcast things like i just want to clarify that it's march 2020 as i'm talking and so you know whether or not we are going to remember in the future what March 2020 was, I don't know. You know, I mean, it was like, everything was weird and everything was different. And it was like, are we going to talk about this? Because is it going to be a thing that we're going to need to actually talk about? Or is it going to be a blip that's gone? Whatever. But here we are at the one year mark. So let's talk about when you don't feel that energy to declutter there for a many people a lot of you listening yes this is a a physical maybe it's a chronic illness that you're dealing with which is then compounded when you don't have the emotional energy to deal with something and then for another part of my listenership i would say most likely the the majority it may be almost completely based in not having the emotional energy i think it's because a lot of us are emotionally exhausted Okay. And I want to give you that clarification. I want to give you that validation that even if you haven't thought about it, most likely you're emotionally exhausted right now. And a lot of that comes from just decision fatigue because over the course of the past year, things that in 2019 were not really any kind of a daunting decision suddenly in 2020 and 2021, they are daunting decisions. Okay. Where it might've been before, like, okay, um, we want to get together for family birthdays. So, um, you know, when is everybody available? Like that was the extent of it. And sometimes you felt like, oh my goodness, why is this so hard? Why is it that I can't figure out when we can (laughs) now it's like, okay, are we going to do this on zoom? Are we going to look for a pretty day when we can be outside and, you know, is everybody going to cooperate to make other people feel comfortable? You know, I mean, like all this, it's suddenly, honestly, as I've told my kids, I'm like, suddenly all these little decisions feel like actual life and death decisions. Okay. Like it has taken what used to be simple decisions and made them these very difficult decisions. And so we're tired of making decisions. And the reason that I want to talk about this is here we are at the one year mark, which can also make you look around your house and go, wait a minute, you know, depending on where you are and, and, and all that we went into quarantine or lockdown or whatever you call it a year ago. And if you had told me that I was going to be stuck at home or even primarily stuck at home for a year, I would have been like, well, of course, my house would be clean. (laughs) That's the only piece of the puzzle that I'm missing is just time and time at home and blah, blah, blah. We've had that now. And if you're looking around your house going, yeah, it's not anywhere where I would have thought it would be after this year. Or you're looking around your house and you're seeing that I tried and then I just gave up or, you know, whatever, whatever your unique situation Let's acknowledge that there's a good chance you have decision fatigue because of all the other decisions that you're having to make, which feel very daunting, and you're emotionally exhausted. And let's talk about the fact that there are a lot of people who have experienced unimaginable grief over the past year. I am sorry. And that grief would be unimaginable in any situation but then there's a whole lot of other layers that are just adding to what you're going through and I'm terribly sorry that you've gone through that and your emotional exhaustion is on another level and it's hard and and I'm I I just want to make sure I acknowledge that I also want to say there are a lot of you who work and have worked more outside your home over the course of the past year than you ever have before because of what has been going on in the world. So you haven't been stuck at home. And the last thing you want to think about when you come home is your house and your clutter and all that. So, I mean, we're all in different situations, but I want to validate that. I, I think it's it's pretty legit that the vast majority of us are emotionally exhausted So let's talk about decluttering in a way that you can make progress, even when you don't have the emotional energy to declutter. Okay. Um, so my process, which I shared in detail last week has always been the emotion free way to declutter. Like that's always been how I've looked at it. And it's I would say before it was because I felt like if I let my emotions be part of this decluttering process and I analyze how much I like something or how I feel about it or how attached I am to it, then I'm going to keep everything. And so I can't let that be part of my decision making. Okay. So that was the goal. That was the, what brought about my emotion free, you know, not using emotions to declutter. But it's also beneficial during this time where it's just like, if I'm going to have to use use emotions, I'm not going to do it. Like I just, I don't have the emotional energy. So let's talk about that. Okay. So if I have somehow missed your unique situation, I just want to say, I'm sorry. Everybody's been through a lot this year and I'm sorry for whatever it is that you've had to deal with. Um, it's been awful anyway. Okay good things in the midst of the awful, but I don't want to minimize, um, the bad. Okay. There is good news. Okay. So things to remind yourself of about, you already know my decluttering process if you listened last week. Um, but just some things to remind yourself when it's that I can't do this. I don't have the energy. Okay. Start small. You are going to make progress. If you only do step one, if you can't even imagine getting through all the way to step five and having a space be truly done. Okay? Step one is something and it's going to improve your home. Step one is trash. We're talking the literal, actual, I'm just going to throw away the stuff that I have literally actually no attachment to whatsoever. That doesn't make me feel a thing other than who I'm glad that's gone. Okay. Start small. It's okay to start small. It's it. And I I think that's part of it is when you see the pile, the pile is daunting. The pile is going to be a big old pile full of decisions. I can't go there right now. Okay. Know that maybe you don't go there with making decisions, but go ahead and throw away the decision-free trash. Okay. Just throw away the stuff that you're not making decisions about. Because the problem is when you look at the pile and you have the feeling that it's all, it's all going to be decisions. It's all going to be daunting. Then you just don't do anything. And then that feeds that exhaustion. You know, it continues. It perpetuates that exhaustion of, I can't even do that. Okay. I can't even work on my house. So instead, give yourself permission to say, even if all I do is throw away trash, that is is fine like that counts. you can count that as decluttering success just to you know either walk through your house with a black trash bag or whatever trash bag you have and throw random things away or focus in on one spot focus in on your bedside table and say, I'm just going. This table is looking, uh-huh, but it looks like it's all these things. I'm gonna have to figure out where they go, and I'm gonna have uh, instead say no. I'm just gonna throw away trash. Okay, I'm I'm looking at mine right now, and I see an empty water bottle, a Starburst wrapper. I cannot remember the last time I ate a Starburst. I have not had sugar in a while, and a tag of something that I tore out. Okay, so. There we go. Those three things. I'm actually this is an active podcast. Those three things thrown away. This space is a little bit better. Okay, it's it's a little bit better and I have a little bit of feeling of accomplishment. It's not much. It's not done, but it's better. Okay? We talked about that in last week's podcast. The goal is better. Which is why you can go ahead and throw away trash even though you haven't you don't have the time or energy to technically declutter got it okay start small keep going if you can if you can't it's okay all right um what would be the next thing in the keep going well it's easy stuff so what is easy in this space that is driving you crazy you've gotten rid of some trash that's the easiest of the easy stuff because it's the easiest because it has zero decision-making, nothing emotional about it. We're looking for actual trash and you don't even have to move. Okay. You can have the black trash bag in your hand or have the trash can near you. And just literally without taking a step, put stuff from this space into that trash. Okay. So it is like the lowest energy, no emotional energy needed. Next comes the easy stuff And we're specifically talking about decision making and emotional energy here. Okay, not stuff that you have to analyze, you have to think about or anything, you're not using any mental energy, it's simply what is easy in this space, what has a home somewhere else, it's just not there for whatever reason. Well, for me, it's my water cup. Okay, this isn't even from last night. So if I take my water cup to the dishwasher, okay, which I'm, not going to do right now because I can't take my microphone with me. But if I take that there and then I never come back to this space, this space is still better than it was before. And I haven't used any emotional energy. Yes, I used some physical energy there to take it to the dishwasher, but I haven't used emotional energy. And I I think when you can separate those two things and realize I'm going to do these things and I'm going to validate the fact that I don't have the emotional energy, you're going to come back eventually, even if it's not immediately, and you're going to go, oh, my bedside table looks a little bit better than it did before. Why? Because three pre, th- the three pieces of trash are gone. And because it doesn't have the... Um, okay, I'll be honest, there were actually two, <laughs> two water glasses on there. And the two water glasses are gone. And so it just it doesn't look great. It doesn't look beautiful, but it has less stuff on there and it looks a little bit better, which that visual seeing it look a little bit better gives me energy. Okay. We're not counting on that. We're not like, I'm going to do this so that I get energy so I can keep going. No, just know that, that when a space does look better, it makes you go, huh, it's a positive energy feeling. And maybe that will move me on to look for something else that's easy or to make a decision. Maybe it'll give me that, but even if it doesn't, it's still a positive feeling that I'm getting from that space that all I did was easy stuff. Okay. So start small, give yourself permission to just do the smallest thing instead of looking at the overall project and thinking, oh my goodness, that's going to take me so much energy. It might, it might take you so much energy to get down to the bottom of that pile. But even if you can't bring yourself to do that, go ahead and remove the trash, only dealing with the stuff that takes zero emotional energy, and then it's going to be better. And there's a chance we're not going to, we're not going to count on it, but there is a really good chance that that is then going to, um, perpetuate your energy, give you that energy. Okay. Start visible. Okay. We talked about starting small because I want you to literally, normally I talk about visibility first because visibility is how I prioritize what I declutter. Okay. And that is when I have that, I need to declutter. Oh my goodness. I need to declutter. I go to the most visible space in my home and I work on that first. But I said, start small before I said, start, start visible because we're not necessarily counting on you being in this. Oh my goodness. I have to declutter mood. All right. But you are listening to a podcast. And so you did have some desire. I mean, otherwise you just wouldn't have downloaded this week's podcast. You just wouldn't be listening, but you have some desire to make some sort of change. And so we started small, meaning let's say you've been listening to this on the way to work. And you're like, okay, start small by cleaning out the random receipts that are shoved in the bottom of the cup holder in your car. I don't know how I know that I just it, it just came to me. <laughs> no idea how I know that. Um, Or let's say that you are doing the dishes, you're trying to do the whatever. And you see that, oh, there's you know, a couple of random empty containers that are over here. Throw away that trash, you know, start small in whatever space you happen to be in. Another big advantage or or big thing that will keep you going is start visible. Okay. So if you get to the point where you are like, I just want to declutter, I'm determined to do this, but I'm really concerned that my energy is going to go away and I'm not actually going to finish and you're actually prioritizing as opposed to just working on the space that's closest to you, start visible. Okay, that visibility is key because that is seeing your progress is going to perpetuate your energy, this energy that you are wanting that you are needing that you're desperate for seeing progress will keep you going. Okay, there, you just you can't underestimate that. So I had a question, um, I think it was in the take your house back um, course, which is not open right now, but it will open again later. But one of the questions was, you know, somebody was asking about, you know, having heard a, 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 an organizer or watched a video or seen a show, I don't remember anyway, but where that organizer, um, you know, somebody really wanted to declutter their um, dining room table because they just, they just really wanted to be able to eat at their table as a family. And so they wanted to declutter that. And the, you know, this is all third hand information that I'm saying. So I'm not like going, and then this is what they, I I don't know. This is what I got from the question. And that the advice instead was no, let's go declutter your garage first, because then you'll have room to put things. So it was like, basically like a three steps out kind of a thing. I don't understand. But anyway, um, and the question was, you know, and I hear this a lot from people. It's like, shouldn't I start in the storage space first, so then I'll have places to put things um, on this visible space. If a professional organizer is there, they are looking at the house as a whole and an end goal and how they want to get you there. Okay, so I totally understand why they're saying that. But the person watching is most likely you or me who is going to have to make this progress in their own home. Okay, and what I think is not considered there, and I understand that, except that I am coming from the perspective of the very messy person who needs to make progress. What I know to be true is there is nothing that will zap my energy more than desperately wanting to eat at my table and spending the whole day working in the garage being physically exhausted, and then coming and still not being able to eat at my table. Okay, like that is defeating and it further exhausts the energy and makes it feel like you'll never actually gain any traction or make progress or really. So the opposite of that is that decluttering the table gives me a huge win in that then I can sit at the table and have dinner as a family. Like that's what my heart is craving. Okay? It is this actually improving the function of my home and putting that off it it's kind of scary for people like me because you know, we we don't have that confidence that oh, well I'm going to finish the job. It's instead like I don't know. I don't trust myself in this decluttering thing. So if you will declutter that table first, besides the fact that all of my decluttering strategies, they are fact-based. Like they are not based in how I feel. They're not based in, I really want to keep that. Instead, they are based in, does this actually have a real place in my home? And realistically, most of the stuff on my dining room table doesn't need to be going in my garage. It doesn't just need to be stored. I'm not just going to keep things for the sake of keeping it. Instead, I'm going to ask myself the non-emotional fact-based instinct-based questions that don't allow for analysis of me saying, if I needed this, where would I look for it first? Okay. Like that has no emotions. It's literally the first place that pops in your head. When you imagine yourself going, where's the hammer? Okay, that is the place where it's going to go. So I am, I'm I'm not just going to assume that the vast majority of stuff on my dining room table is going to end up being stored in the garage. Okay, instead, it's either going to be gone out of my house forever, or it's going to have a real home. And if it's on my dining room table, it has ran, probably been used within my home at some point. And Has just randomly been put down there. Okay. So I'm going to decide that. Okay. So my point is there is huge energy value in my dining room table, a visible thing being decluttered. And there is huge energy value giving me energy. Okay. Value in giving me energy here in being able to sit at the table as a family, the whole, the whole family going, this is what this, this was my reason. This was my reason why I wanted to declutter. I wanted to be able to sit and have, and, and the ease of that and the not shoving or not, you know, balancing or whatever. And instead just being able to put the dinner on the table and eat as a family and have that. I mean, like, that's the point. And there is so much energy to be given and gained in that, that that's a huge part of the reason why I prioritize by visibility. Okay. That those visible spaces being decluttered first, there is so much value in that, especially when we're talking about emotional energy. Okay. So the little energy that you do have use it on a visible space and the progress that you visibly see and experience in your every single day, normal, moving around your house life, that progress that you experience is going to give you energy. Like you're going to be proud of yourself. Being proud of yourself is energizing. It's emotionally energizing. Okay. All right. And then third of all, is set yourself up to be able to stop at any point. Okay. That energy issue. If you are already emotionally energy, emotionally de what would the word be? <laughs> if you are already um, low on emotional energy, let's say it that way, then looking at the project as a whole is, it's too overwhelming. Okay. It's like, maybe I have a tiny bit of energy that I can give to this emotional energy. Okay. Like I, and I'm, I'm going to do everything in a way that doesn't require emotional energy to actually make progress. Cause I'm just doing trash, just doing easy stuff. I'm asking myself instinct-based questions, but I look at this overall thing and I think I know for sure, you probably don't know for sure, but you really feel like, you know, for sure. Cause I understand. I know for sure that I am never going to be able to finish that. So I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm not going to be able to finish. Well, that's a big part of the value in the way that I do my no mess decluttering method. Okay. Is final decision by final decision. These decisions are not emotional. Okay. They are based on identifying trash, identifying easy stuff, asking myself my two fact-based instinctual answer decluttering questions. Okay. And then they are based on the reality of the size of the space that I'm dealing in. Like how much space is there? How many books fit in this space? And we still be able to get to them and, um, you know, find what I need and, and get it out without causing an avalanche. Okay. So all of those steps, yes, they, don't depend on emotional energy, but they also are steps designed for me to be able to stop at any moment. Okay. And to know that I am not going to put myself in a situation where I then have something hanging over my head left to do, Oh, why did I start that? I knew I never could have finished that. And then having experienced that in the past makes you go, Well, I'm not going to start something because I don't want to feel that frustration and, you know, getting irritated with myself for not being able to finish or whatever. I don't want to feel that. So I'm not going to start it. Instead, this method, this decluttering strategy of only making progress, never putting yourself in a situation where you have something left to do later, and instead acting on every decision as you pull something out means that you can stop at any time. Which is great because you can, whenever you stop, you've only made progress. You've only made this space better, but it also lets you get started knowing that that's how this strategy is going to play out. Okay. Is just telling yourself that if I follow this method, I'm not going to put myself in a worse situation. I am, I'm, I'm willing to start this because I know I can stop at any time. There's huge energy, emotional energy value in looking at it and starting with that in mind, okay, in knowing, like, you're not taking on a project, you're not committing to something that you're going to then have to either push, push through or feel like a failure, Okay. We're not doing that. We're not starting, taking on a project. Instead, we are just little by little using this no mess decluttering method so that I am going to make progress and only progress and know that when it hits me that I'm done, I can't do anymore. That's fine. Okay. And just knowing that it's going to be that way lets me get started, lets me make progress, lets me see a difference, which then likely is going to give me more energy but even if it doesn't, I'm no worse off than I was before. Okay. So there is a podcast and I will try to remember to link to it. Um, I think it was with, I think we used her name. Sometimes we don't, but anyway, okay. I won't say it just in case we didn't, but I think we did anyway, but she talked about her decision-making. Okay. So she has a chronic illness and it specifically is, um, like her muscles are affected by, this is where I'm, I'm trying to get it right. But anyway, um, dopamine. Okay. I know that dopamine was the, I I think that was the body chemical that we discussed, but anyway, but it's like using up too much of that on decision-making then affects her physically. Okay. And she talked about, how and I loved hearing this, because that's not my unique situation. But she was talking about how the take it there right now, part of all this strategy, which is, you know, we go ahead and we act on decisions and we take it there, conserves her chemical that she needs for decision making, okay, because she doesn't have to remake decisions. If she makes a pile she's made a decision. If she makes a pile of stuff to go to the bathroom, well, then she's made decisions about all of those things. But then when she actually takes those things to the bathroom, she's still having to make decisions on where they go in the bathroom or whatever. And instead, by just making that decision once, she actually conserves the chemical that then affects her body physically. Okay. And so she was talking about how much more progress she makes when she goes ahead and does this. And that is my non-scientific. I'm pretty sure I was wrong about some things, but whatever. My point is there's a lot of reality to you feeling emotionally exhausted and there is a way to declutter without emotionally exhausting you further. Okay. And that's my way, um, which you can read about in decluttering at the speed of life available wherever books are sold. If you'd like, or listen to the podcast last week and follow through that decluttering progress and um, process that decluttering strategy, the one through five steps where you can stop at any time. And when you start, you already know if I stop at any time, this space is going to be better. And the last thing I'm going to say is there is so much value in before and after pictures, or let me put that better in before and better pictures. Okay. Take a picture before you start. Tell yourself, I'm only going to remove trash until I just don't have the energy to keep removing trash. Do that. And take a picture when you're deciding, okay, I'm done. And swipe back and forth between those two pictures and realize, Oh, I made a visible, positive impact on my home, on this space, just by doing stuff that took absolutely no emotional energy out of me. There is a lot of value in that. Okay. All right. I hope that um, this has been helpful. Um, I do want to just remind you guys um, about Patreon. I love That group. I think there is a lot of value in there in you being able to ask your questions. Okay. I I don't think there's any question that people in that group would be like, whoa. (laughs) No, I mean, people are very understanding, even though everybody's at different levels. I mean, there are some in there who have decluttered their whole house. And then there are others in there who are more like me, who probably will never get their entire every last little space decluttered. Okay. But every little bit of progress is praised and encouraged. Any question that you have, there's a lot of people in there who have different experiences. I'm one person. Okay, I I know, right. Um, but I am I'm one person, I am not, you know, this perfect I've done everything and this is exactly how you should do it. I'm just sharing. This is what actually works in my home. And much to my surprise, it has worked in a whole lot of other people's homes. And so that right there is, you know, is valuable for you to, um, you know, be able to have other perspectives of people who are following these same strategies and who see the value in them, and then are going to be able to speak into your unique situation. Okay. Um, I know that I do the strategy sessions um, on the podcast, we'll be having another one of those come up next week, I'll be um, recording some more here soon um, with patrons. But even if you, or you know, when you aren't necessarily in a strategy session with me, you can have that same type of input and value from others who are on the same path who are using the same strategies just by, you know, sharing within the group. So I just want to encourage you to check that out. I understand, you know, I mean, I understand that yes, it is a financial commitment, but at the same time, it's $5 a month or 60 a year if you want to pay for the whole year, but you know, maybe you're ready. Maybe you're ready to say, I'm going to take this next step and there is value you know i teach this when i talk to people about their business and things like that is um there's value when people have a little bit of um financial investment in something like m- maybe that's something where you go okay this will be my sign to be a little bit more serious and it's one of the reasons why i don't just have that group for everybody who wants to be in it because everybody in there is Invested, and that's just a different level of yes, I'm committed to this. Yes, I'm committed to the privacy of this group, to the sacredness of these relationships, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, other thing I want to remind you of is I will be doing, I'm hopefully going to set up a date soon now that I have that other book turned in. But anyway, I'm hopefully planning to set up a date soon to do my um, writing journey. Uh, I have talked about this a little bit before I had planned on doing it in the fall and then I ended up having a surprise book contract. So I will be doing that hopefully in the last part of May is my plan. Uh, but if you want to make sure that you don't miss that, I will put it out on my regular newsletter, but if you want to make sure you don't miss that, go to, uh, aslobcomesclean.com slash write, and I will be sending out information on that soon. So, all right. I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I will talk to you guys next week. All right, bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.